Today is Thursday, but it's not just any Thursday. Today is February 14th. That's right. You know what it is. It's Valentine's Day, baby. So show some love. Show some love for your San Antonio Spurs. Show some love for Pop. Show some love for the guys that are grinding in and out and trying to get better. For us, Spurs Nation, show some love to a bucking Spurs podcast. Uh, today's a special day. Make sure you tell the ones that love you that you love them. Go Spurs go. Happy Valentine's Day. On this episode of A Bucking Spurs Podcast, we are going to talk about the rodeo road trip woos, the hurts that we're going through. It hurts. We're struggling. Is it time to panic? I don't know. I'm going to break down our roster a little bit, talk a little bit about All-Star Weekend, and you know, talk about our team and where we're at and some of our personnel decisions that we have to make and why are we struggling. We're going to talk a little bit about Lonnie Walker and Paul Gasol and kind of you know, where Derek White's impact is and, and um, where we should be heading into um, you know, what, what style play, what are our expectations coming out of the All-Star break coming into the playoffs we're going to talk about all that and more but first we got to drop that beat siren Listening to a Bucking Spurs podcast. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Before we start the show, just want to remind you guys if you can go to Instagram, follow us there, follow us on Twitter. Um, we're actually also on Spotify. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we are on Google Play Music and iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Um, so find us anywhere on Facebook and YouTube as well. Uh, a at a bucking spurs podcast we are at the all-star break it's been a pretty um exciting a pretty um nerve-wracking troublesome you, we've had downs we've we've been depressed over injuries we've fought through a lot of adversity i mean for a half of the season 
the stuff that we've had to go through already is, is, is quite a bit. And we've had some ups along the way too. And that kind of keeps us afloat because we can see how um, good we can be when we're playing at you know our best when Derek White and when we're all healthy I mean how many times have we actually had the starters the starting five of Derek White, Bryn Forbes, Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRozan and Marcus Aldridge you know how many times have we had those that five on the floor you know not that many I mean someone's always hurt someone's banged up you know especially more as of late uh LaMarcus Aldridge has been our guy. He's been our rock pop, has given him all the praise in the world. He's been our dude. I mean, no matter if DeMar DeRozan scores 25 points a game, we still is still not good enough to win unless LaMarcus Aldridge chips in his 20 plus points as well. I called that in the beginning of the season. In the beginning of the season, with those two guys, the volume of scoring you can get out of those two guys is something that has to be consistent in order for us to win my my kind of average i, I figured out would, was 40 points we got to get 40 points out of these two dudes man 30 and 10 or 20 and 20 or whatever it is they got to combine for 40 40 plus and i think when we do that we're pretty successful because that opens up our shooters you know we're one of the best three-point shooters in the league we're taking you know probably the lowest percentage of attempts per game as anyone else in the league meaning we're efficient we know the shots that we're looking for and we take those and only those we're not out here just trying to jack up a three unless your name is marco bellanelli <laughs> we got to make a highlight montage of all of his crazy shots this season oh my goodness um, anyways, I digress. You know, we're shooting at a high clip. We're taking open shots. Um, most of them are coming from Bryn Forbes, Patty Mills, Davis Bertans, Rudy Gay. You know, like those, those and, and a little bit of Derek White. Those are the guys that are on oh, Marco, obviously Marco. And those guys are shooting every open shot that they find. I remember early in the year at the at the <laughs> at the press day conference. I'm mean, sorry, the press day, the media day, you know, at the very beginning of the season, they're interviewing Pau Gasol, and uh, he mentioned something about Davis, uh, Davis Bertans. He's saying, yeah, you know, we're coming along, the young guys are getting good, you know, and Davis Bertans walks by, so he says it on purpose. He goes, you know, like uh, Bertans, you know, he doesn't, he never sees a shot he doesn't like, but, you know, he's going to have to uh, figure that out. And he's figuring it out pretty well because he's taking all the shots that he likes and he's putting them in the hole and he's led the league in three-point percentage and three-pointers uh this season uh for quite a bit of time i'm not sure if he is at the moment but he's up there um Bryn forbes is shooting at a high clip as well um obviously marco and patty mills are just doing their thing coming off the bench man our bench unit is is probably one of the i said this on the last pod we gotta have one of the better benches in the league man we got we got patty and marco coming off the bench you know we'll bring power Jakob off the bench um we just we, we we have guys like Lonnie Walker that there's no minutes for even though we've seen a little little uh, bit of him this season we've seen some flashes of him being really good we can kind of figure out 
what he's gonna be like, what type of player he is, um, just by the little flashes that we've seen. He can attack the rim. He goes in there so smooth, and he's a little up and down, like you know, a little 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 do down on his layup. You know, he's his little step back is under control and balance, and he pulls up, and it's wet. And the only thing with him is, I, I just, I can't wait to see Lonnie Walker in a Spurs jersey, like coming being like our sixth seventh guy like that might be next year or or two years from now um but dang he's he's, he's for real Lonnie Walker's for real um so our bench is killing it I want to talk about Pau Gasol the trade rumors right supposedly during the trade deadline but right before the trade deadline or you know who knows how long it, the report says that Pau Gasol had requested a trade uh to get out of San Antonio and Powell, uh came out and denied those reports. And he was like, you know, I want to know who said it. Like, he was, he's, I think he was a little upset by that. Because to him, he says that's either it's not true and he's trying to defend his word. Or he's mad because it is true and he wants to find out who leaked that. He probably only told a few people in management about that. And um, if, if it got out, it got out either on our side or or you know what it could be another manager calling another manager hey you know the spurs are shopping pow you know pow what do y'all think or whatever or you know anyways because you know a lot of these gms they're friends and former teammates and they used to be on the same staff and things like that so who knows but anyways nonetheless guys i'm telling you we need pow we don't need to pay pow as much money as we're paying him and that's that is the that's the issue everyone gets mad at pow being on our team because he, he is taking up a lot of our cap. Um, but what he brings to us is priceless. And let me tell you what that is. Two things. Championship leadership. He, guys, we've lost our big three. Like, we need as much championship pedigree and, and leadership and um, nurturing of the, our young players as possible. Like, if we can have guys around, that's the thing that goes underrated in locker rooms. Having that veteran championship leadership there to tell people, this is how we get it done. There's, this is how we're going to be successful. This is how, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, we can be in a position to make a run at a championship. That's what you know, those type of players bring to locker rooms, you know, like James Jones didn't need to be on LeBron's team every time LeBron, you know, wherever LeBron went in Miami or Cleveland. But you know what? He brought that championship pedigree to the locker room. I'm sure they weren't, you know, but they weren't paying him $16 million a year, you know, or whatever, like we're paying Powell. But that's one thing that he brings that we need, that these young guys need, and they can get it from Patty, Marco, and Powell, okay? Um... The second thing, and more importantly when it comes to actual on-the-court basketball, is that Pau Gasol can get LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan the ball. Sometimes, late in games, at you know, all we're going to need from a player is to get rebounds, get LaMarcus Aldridge the ball, and get DeMar DeRozan the ball. And that's it. 
you know what and Powell can do those two things at a very high clip very smart Powell's so smart the way he can just do high low with LaMarcus or cat or, or catch DeMar DeRozan or Marco Bellinelli coming off picks and rolls and and you know just finding players that are open cutting to the basket you know he's such a, a talented passer that we need that on our team so he's necessary we need Pau Gasol but Pau Gasol thinks you know at least from his preseason interview was you know he still pushes himself to compete and to be a competitor and, and try to get a starting spot that's what he wants to do that's that's to him that's what's gotten made him so successful in life and and i talked about stephen jackson before about look man stephen jackson is just saying what he feels because that's the person he is he's not trying to get attention he's just straight gangster you know what i mean stephen jackson is going to be Steven Jackson. Pau Gasol is going to be Pau Gasol, meaning that he's a competitor. He wants to compete. He thinks he should start. I think that that's 100% true, that he thinks he should be starting. Even though he's happy to do what the team needs him to do, the competitor, the competitor in him is like, you know what, if I'm not going to start, I'm not going to be playing a lot, Let me let me go find a place where, you know, maybe they can trade me to a place where I will be, have a bigger role. And that's where it's like, whoa, 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 Paul, whoa, pump the brakes there, kid. You know, um, Paul Gasol wouldn't start, you know, I'm trying to think of a team that uh, that would be a competitive team that he would start for. I mean, maybe in the East, you know, maybe he can go to 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 Charlotte, you know, and and uh, and, and actually contribute there or, you know, one of those lower seated Eastern Conference teams that are going to get in the playoffs but kind of need that veteran leadership. I don't know, you know, but for us, it's the having Powell on the team isn't going to hurt us. It's not going to make us worse. And I think he should get just as much or more playing time than Jakob Pertl, right? So Pertl's, you know, uh, a young and up and coming player, but he's still figuring things out. And it's like, hey, man, you know, that's fine. Long term, yes, I want Pertl in the game. You know what I mean? On the floor over Powell long term. But when it comes down to big games, playoff moments, you want a guy out there that's going to make the right play, make the right pass, guys. Watch. Come playoff time, we're going to see how important Powell Gasol is to what we're trying to do on the basketball court. On the defensive side, he has his errors. I mean, at least once a game, you're going to see just pop, just ripping Powell as, as he's walking off the court on a timeout or something like that. It happens. But on the offensive end, um, he's going to be able to get the guys that we need to get the ball to. He's going to be able to get the ball uh, there. And on the defensive side, he should be able to get some rebounds so, and block some shots and protect the rim. That's it. I mean, those we don't need Powell to score more than six points a game. If he can get six points a game, gravy. That's just butter on top of everything. And he can, and he tries. And he goes to the line. Obviously, every time he goes to the hole, Hey! You know, he's, he, I used to hate him when he was with the Lakers because he tries to get a foul call every single time, and I can appreciate that as a basketball player. But, you know, rooting against Powell. You guys know how it is to root against Powell. We know. We know Spurs Nation. But now he's with us, so, you know, that's good. If he can get six points a game, get about four or five assists a game, just getting these guys the ball, and average, you know, eight to ten rebounds a game, that's a productive, productive, productive you know 20 minutes that you're going to get out of this guy 18 to 20 minutes you know he's not going to be playing a lot you know three four minutes here three four minutes here you know so on and so forth um so Powell's 
we should be happy, Spurs Nation. We should be happy that he's staying with us. All right, so we're heading into all-star break. We're on this rodeo road trip. We're not doing so hot, okay? We're, we are we started off four and one, I believe. You know, we lost our first four. We picked up a win uh, against Memphis, which is like, well, yeah, Memphis just traded away, you know, Mark Gasol and um, they're in a kind of a rebuilding, kind of repositioning mode, you know, and th they're not that competitive, but still we almost lost that game. That would have sucked. That would have sucked if we lost to Memphis five in a row, you know, and we're battling health issues. And let's face it, Derek White's out and we struggle when we don't have a point guard. You know, we can we can try to slide um, Bryn Forbes and he does a pretty good job, but it's not the same. Bryn Forbes is going to run the offense. Derek White can see the game. Derek White can see the floor, see when LaMarcus Aldridge is posting up high or DeMar DeRozan is about to just take off on the break or, um, you know, find a wide open shooter on the wing. Um, and he knows when to get to the hole and push the ball. Uh, um, when those opportunities come, he does that very well. You know, that's Derek White. And that's a point guard. You know, Bryn Forbes, he's like a shooting guard filling that row. He's like Patty. He's like Patty Mills. You know, um, Patty Mills is, is basically a combo guard, a scoring guard that can run the point. And that's what Bryn Forbes is. He's a combo scoring guard who can run the point. Um, but we're never going to be at our best when those are the guys running the point for us. Our best is DeJounte Murray and Derek White. When we have those two guys, oh my gosh, next year is going to be amazing. Uh, D. White, get, get well soon, brother. Because when he comes back, -wee, we're going to be better defensively and offensively um because the young I, I i call him the fresh prince even though i know that's not his nickname um that dude's just so fly like all the time that's my dude um get well soon when we have these two guys back we're gonna be solid at the point guard position right now we're struggling all right so we're four uh one and four sorry one and four on the rodeo road trip not good it's not going to get easier either. We play Toronto at Toronto tomorrow. You know that's going to be a, a tough game, especially if we're not all 100% healthy. Um, but we'll be okay. We'll be okay, Spurs fans. We go through these bumps. We learn, we learn, we learn. It's just very important for us not to fall into that 7th, 8th seed race. We want to be just ahead of the race in the West. You know how the 7th, the 6th, really the 6th spot all the way down to the 10th spot you know there's one game separating those four seeds or whatever it is so we need to kind of stay away from that and try to help ourselves out i think the other day i was looking at the playoff matchups and and we're in seventh i think so if we um <clears throat> i forgot I forgot first round we would play denver or and then second round we would play either houston or utah or something like that if we go into the playoffs with that type of um, schedule in front of us to get to the Western Conference Finals, I like our chances because when the game slows down in the playoffs, you guys know Pop reigns supreme in the playoffs. That's all Pop. Pop's going to dissect the team, Pop and the staff. They're going to dissect the, the opposite team, the opposing team, and we're going to figure out how to win a game, and we're going to win that game. You know, playoffs is a different beast. We need to get there. We need to get there in, good, in a good spot. Stay away from the bottom of the West and 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 we got to win more games we do have to win more games 
All right, well, that's going to be it today, um, Spurs fans, Spurs Nation. What's up? It's so good to talk to you guys. Enjoy the All-Star Weekend. I'm going to be doing an episode coming up with uh, our buddy Steamy Stevie Garcia, and we're going to do a midseason Spurs Awards, right? We're going to talk about the MVP, the Offensive Player, Defensive Player of the Year, you know, which Spurs Spur rookie is the best, and we're not talking about just you know, rookies fresh into the league, but new Spurs like Dante Cunningham, Quincy Pondexter, things like that, players like that, Jakob Podol, DeMar, you know, obviously. But, um, you know, who's we're going to be giving out some award. Most improved. Man, most improved player. We have about four or five guys that can probably win that thing. Okay, and most underrated Spurs. So we're going to be talking about all these um, midseason awards um, for the Spurs. We can call them the Spurs Awards. Um, and that pod should be coming up this weekend uh, so stay tuned for that. All right, guys, make sure to check us out on Twitter. So subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are there. Um, share the love and go Spurs. Go.